Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. And we're back, man. Episode 145, correct? Yep. All right, mm-hmm. 145. Let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most, I won't say front page news, but the most viral news as of recent is that some random white guy in a liquor store um, was calling this black guy nigga, and the black guy got uncomfortable and hit him in the face with a twisted iced tea. <laughs> I think everybody's seen this shit, man. It, is, it just went crazy. It went viral. Yeah. Um, let me go ahead and check out this article that was written about it. All right. Um, uh, video... Uh, a black man in Ohio pulverizes white man with twisted tea, a tea can for calling him the N word. In a video trending on Reddit, a black man in Ohio pulverized a belligerent white man while holding a twisted tea can for calling him a racist slur. And the video was posted on a popular public freakout page and currently has 39,000 upvotes. The footage starts with the situation brewing in a convenience store in El- 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 Elria, Ohio. Uh, the white man apparently been drinking and has clearly been around black people who have been letting him cook after saying the n-word <laughs> they invited him to the cookout yeah, yeah let him, and it says fuck my mama fuck your mama nigga uh he says to the black man in the black hoodie with all the confidence in the world he in initiate insinuates no uh enunciates excuse me enunciates the n-word in a shortened up cadence or how a black man would say it in, a, in another black to another black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what's crazy? I'm going to walk up to you right now uh, to you, to my house. He says on God. So when someone says on God, it suggests a specific seriousness. <laughs> he just ramped up at, up the altercation without understanding the consequences. OK, here's my no thing. one ever lied um um, with using the phrase on God. Yeah, right. Yeah. Once you put it on God, here's the problem, too. Right. I'm not saying that I own the N word and me and Keith is black men own the N word. But what I will say is this is if you are of another culture, never get comfortable saying the N word to black people, random black, random black people out in the streets. A lot of us don't like being called nigga, especially it could be another black man calling us that. And it's like, bro, I don't even know you like that. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all. But secondly, I'll say this. I think the biggest issue with America in general is we act more progressive than we actually are. Mm-hmm. And I think that this word, like I think a lot of black culture is seen as really cool and hip and stuff. And people take things away from like hip hop culture and they figure, oh, this is cool. It's not racist anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I could just say it to any random black dude. And then you get hit with an iced tea. Right. So yeah. I, I don't think I don't think that this is some shit you should be saying to motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. I seen some funny ass memes. Right. I seen um, it was a dude that had like a holster. Right. And he had a twisted iced tea in it. Mm-hmm. And it said, I keep that motherfucking thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I've seen people get hit with beer bottles or other objects, but glass. I've never like yeah, I've, I've never seen someone get assaulted with a twisted iced tea. This is the first fucking time I've ever seen that. The funny part is he, he was he was probably just trying to have a, a nice little evening. He was right. going to drink him a little twisted tea, probably watch a Netflix movie or something like that, probably call a female over, and he went home without no twisted tea. Yeah, he went with he went on with a twisted face. <laughs> that shit's crazy, man. You, you you like first of all, I think you shouldn't ever feel so comfortable. If, here's the thing, too. I grew up with a lot of Mexican people, right? You know, especially living in California. But you know, my diff, the difference with me is is I respect I respect other people's culture. So yeah. 
if you know I see you know in a culture where you know, they calling each other hey Cardinal or hey what's up Holmes or whatever mm-hmm. I don't feel I don't take it upon not myself appropriating to, yeah I'm not trying to appropriate that because I respect that and you know them as the homies but I'm not going to be calling them hey Holmes and you know yeah, what I mean it yeah. just it just don't it just doesn't feel organic to do that yeah right so I, I think whoever you are you shouldn't walk up to random black people or people of another culture and just throw around their lingo to them yeah that's not really like a like a uh a term of endearment or an endearing thing in in the slightest, especially knowing the historical context of it. Right. You know what I mean, right. a lot of even the phrases that you spoke of earlier, there's a lot of that don't have like a history behind like, it. Yeah, a racial tone to it. Right. Um, but yeah, we just just be careful. And I, I one thing I will say is that um, the the sad part about the whole situation is that uh, we as black people oftentimes have to be like the mediator or the person with the high emotional intelligence when we are being disrespected, and it just kind of sucks that this dude had to hold back his you know his frustrations for so long, and then only after you know a minute and a half or two minutes of being disrespected did he react, and then on top of that, one of the dudes was like, "Stop, dude! He he learned his lesson already. He's he's good. He's good. You're good." And I'm just like, like. You should have said that to the man that was disrespecting him. Right. Like, why are you saying it to him after he tried to, you know, give him a warning after warning after warning and then, you know, hit him with the twisted T. So. Yeah, man. I Honestly, dude, I shouldn't be laughing at someone being assaulted with a nice T. But I laugh from a co- comedic sense because I have never seen somebody get hit with an iced tea. <laughs> And what made it even more funny, if you go back and listen to the video, <laughs> he got hit with the T. Bow. And then the fucking the door to the store went because <laughs> he walked. He just <laughs> a little sensor. He got hit so hard that the sensor went off. <laughs> God damn. And then when the uh, what was funny is once the black dude started punching me, he was like, Don't ever call me a nigga. I told you. <laughs> and I was just like, I was laughing just based on the fact that. It was such like a crazy turn of events that happened so quick. And the narration was hilarious because the there was, a, lady the, it was like an older camera. white lady that was holding the camera. And yeah. she was like, oh, he's going to pop him. Yeah, he's going to pop him. <laughs> and then he hit him with the, when he hit him with that fucking iced tea and the dude went back. She said, hey, you got yours, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, at the end of the video, she was like, hey, I can do what I want. Because I think the store owner or somebody said, hey, hey, you don't do that here. And she's like, I can do what I want. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to, uh, first of all, people need to stop drinking so much. Oh, yeah. Like, if you drunk in a store like that, it's just that's just not a good look. Was alcohol like the catalyst or the? I mean, there was in the article, it said the dude was drunk. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, was... he definitely was drunk. And then the other guy with the twisted T was trying to get twisted. Mm-hmm. So he he probably he probably was mad because he ain't got twisted yet. And you <laughs> call him I'm a saying. nigga. Like you calling him a nigga, and he ain't got to drink his twisted tea yet. That's what I'm saying. He had his whole day planned out. He probably had a little, you know, what I'm saying a little booty call. Yeah. In and here's the thing: there's gonna be people that 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 combat this and say, "Hey, look, I don't care if somebody calls me cracker. Why are why why are black people so sensitive to the n word? This is ridiculous." Let me explain something to you, right? First of all, I don't I don't have that. Like, I don't use that wording in my everyday vernacular. I don't walk around calling white people that, for one. Mm-hmm. Secondly, there's no there's no historical context behind the word cracker. But nigga, black people actually got hit with whips and with slaves and being called niggers. Mm-hmm. A lot of black people have taken that word and twisted it and made it like something. They put like power behind it. So mm-hmm. if you be like, hey, what's up, my nigga? And you say it amongst your people, that's something that 
I mean, I didn't I didn't create this whole thing. I'm just I'm just a black man. I just understand why it's said amongst people who look like me and Keith. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but and the thing about it, too, is it's, it's something that's been generated by the culture, but there is power behind it. Mm-hmm. So it just matter. OK, think about this. When somebody says like cracker, there's nothing behind that. Mm-hmm. When somebody says nigga, obviously there's a historical context behind it. And well, you wouldn't be offended if somebody called you cracker. But if somebody called you a rapist, you'd be like, hey, what the fuck? Don't call me that because, mm-hmm. you know, what's behind rape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's 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 the most demoralizing thing you could be called as a man. Yeah. I think for every listener out there, just think about the most disrespectful thing that someone can call you. You know what I mean? Whether, you know, uh if you're gay, you know, there's a lot of yeah. slurs that come with that. Or, you know, if you're right. Mexican, there's a lot of slurs, racial slurs that come with right, that. Um, right. Native American, all whatever, whatever race you are, white people don't really have a benefit of that because they've been the oppressors, you know, for, for a, a lot of the, the from history. a historical yeah. context. Yeah. But um, just think about that. And then think about, you know, just someone casually saying, whatever that is. Yeah. And by the way, this is not to say that the average white guy or average white person is walking around constant, like uh, oppressing black people in today's world. This mm-hmm. is from a historical context. Yeah. So this word goes, this word goes back a long time. Mm-hmm. So if you're just saying this shit, that ain't cool. And by the way, uh, Mexicans also have things they say amongst each other. That's, you know, amongst their culture that if I was to say that to him, they'd be like, hey, man, who the fuck you talking to? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So and the thing is, you got to understand that just because a culture is using something don't mean you should walk up to him saying it. Mm-hmm. That shit don't you just I don't know, man. You got to be more self-aware. You cannot be drunk in a store calling people whatever racial slur. Uh, if, if it's a racial slur coming from you, but it's like a term of endearment coming from another person that's black or brown. I don't know. It's just I don't know. I don't want to keep beating this over the head. Just make sure you. Know what the fuck is coming out your mouth? Yeah, just he, and know your just read the room. Yeah, you got to read the room, man. Yeah, yeah, and he just like I'm gonna say nigga all day. <laughs> I'm gonna say it all day. Gets. Hit. I wonder if he still says nigga. I don't know if he does say nigga. He's saying it very low. He like, uh, hey, what's up, my nigga? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? They, they should make a comic like a, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. With this guy, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, my?" Nigga? And then you just see a twisted teeth flying over his head. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fucking. That shit was nuts, man. That's the nigga stopper. The what the official nigga stopper is a twisted teeth. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's crazy. And another thing too, this indirectly became one of the biggest. Uh, it was the free marketing for twisted tea. Yeah, I've been seeing a bunch of people with pictures of them with twisted teas. And like they hashtag like whatever, right? And I'm just like, fuck. Like this, I'm pretty sure that this drove the sales up. You know, I would love that to have a product out in the world and it just happened to go viral. You know what right. I mean? By because somebody did the wildest things. Like maybe I got a clothing line or something and somebody like, I don't know, I don't want to create a terrible scenario, but right. I just that would be amazing. And then you just getting sales out the wazoo, like. No, nah, I think it would be dope is if this guy hit him with a twisted tee and then he had a trucker's mind sweater on. That would be That'd so be cool. crazy, right? That would sell. We would sell our own yeah. merch that way. Yeah. And he just keep running it back free. And then some people like, yo, what's the trucker's mind podcast? We got to check this out. Yeah. Yeah. We got to shout which, which one? <laughs> which one do you think would have more sales? The person getting beat up or the person that was doing the hitting? Like you said, which which, which, which one would drive more sales? 
excuse me, the person, the white boy saying nigga or the other dude beating him up? Uh, I think neither. I think that the iced tea would drive the sales. What do you mean? I'm trying to figure out what you read. What you like? Angle. If you said if that if somebody was wearing a trucker's mind sweater, uh huh, it would um you know that would and they were doing something and it would make it, our sales go up. Yeah. So I'm saying in that scenario, oh, if they were if one of those people were wearing a sweater, who would? Definitely, Who would drive this out? Definitely the black guy, because the person getting hit with the T is not driving no sales. <laughs> black guy hitting him in the face with a T is de- definitely going to get the sales there. <laughs> to make a long story short, me and, me and Keith got to sell some merch. Yeah. Because, you know, we're missing out on a golden opportunity. Yeah, somebody sure. needs somebody is gonna get hit with an object and we need to be there. Yeah. I'm a if it don't happen in real life, I'ma just Photoshop a sweater, a trucker's mind sweater on that. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> See him with a T and be like, I keep that motherfucking thing on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, switching gears. Um, McDonald's just came out with a, a, a spam burger with Oreos on top. All right. And I know that uh, this sounds very unbelievable, but uh it's real. All right. Uh, an acquired taste. McDonald's China. McDonald's China offers burger featuring spam and crushed Oreos. Just when we thought we couldn't possibly be shocked by an- yet another bizarre food chain uh, restaurant offering. Remember Domino's bubble tea pizza? Uh, no, I don't remember that shit. Uh, McDonald's China has proved us wrong. For one day only this week, diners were invited to gobble up spam and Oreo burgers. The latest food mashup offered by China featured two extra thick slices of Spam canned cooked pork uh, made by Hormel Foods Corporation, topping with Oreo crumbs and the brand's classic burger sauce. Uh, the announcement on burger on McDonald's China website described the taste of an Oreo Spam burger as tender and juicy, full of meatiness and and with a hint of sweet aftertaste. That amounts to an unimaginable double surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's the problem, man. Full of diabetes. Why do enough? Okay. Now, flash forward. This burger is now in America and is being served across menus all over America. Mm-hmm. But I think they're supposed to cap out at four hundred thousand sandwiches. Yeah. Once they get to four hundred thousand, they're supposed to take it off the menu. Mm-hmm. But the problem I have with it is, why do Americans eat like we have free free health care? Yeah. Like, why the fuck do we create new bullshit? That's just fucking us up, man. Mm-hmm. Like we're worried about COVID, right? We're worried about COVID. Like, oh my God, I don't want to get COVID. I don't want to get COVID-19. But our daily habits are more dangerous than the fucking coronavirus. Mm-hmm. People smoke cigarettes all day. People eat uh, chicken sandwiches from Popeye's. They go to fucking in and out four or five times a week. They smoke, well, I already said cigarettes, but they drink a bunch of alcohol. And mm-hmm. you're worried about COVID? Yeah. COVID should be worried about you. Mm-hmm. So it's it's nuts, man, it, and and it's completely fucking disgusting. I don't know who came up with this burger, but it came from China. I don't know what kind of, I mean, they, you know what? Whoever created this burger must have had the coronavirus because they obviously couldn't taste how nasty this motherfucker is. China didn't just sit down. They didn't gave us enough stuff, <laughs> enough yeah. terrible things this year. So yeah. they need to chill out. That ain't right, man. That ain't right. They out there yeah. eating bats, and that is just <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to sandwich from somewhere where people gave us the goddamn coronavirus. Yeah. Like, man. And look, they say, well, this is, you guys are just, this is xenophobia. You guys are being wrong. Well, unfortunately, people really did eat bats. Is that hard news for you to really accept? Yeah, that really happened. 
niggas really out here eating bats and you want to be mad at the truckers buying podcast <laughs> the china virus yeah the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy I, if, if trump could if trump could see here well if trump responded to this he'd be like i don't think we should try the china sandwich in fact china sandwich. in fact we should we should put up a wall to keep out these china sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> man this is that's comedy this shit is fucked up yeah Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's not much to deep dive here, but I think that uh, the sandwich looks gross. Like uh. spam is for, from what we know it in our society, spam is for poor people. Right, like this that's just a little thing you put together when, you know, you, when you get tired of eating top ramen. When so. your when your wife left you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she was cooking all the meals for you yeah spam yeah. is extremely popular in um hawaii and amongst a, a lot of uh like polynesian people from mm-hmm. what i've seen they really like spam a lot mm-hmm. so i don't want to shit on it because it's very popular in hawaii they use it like for breakfast and they slice it up i think a lot of uh, filipinos eat it too food is either breakfast. good or bad though yeah i mean but it's also an acquired taste so i don't want to completely shit on it i will say i fucking hate spam but what look what it is though it's like a bunch of spam is not even a real thing it's a nah. bunch of meats put together yeah. yeah pork and chicken and beef probably uh ground up and put together i don't even know what spam really i don't know what the fuck does it mean uh the word spam uh oh spam 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 the thing is is like it's bad marketing because spam is like that folder in your email yeah or you getting porno uh invitations and cam girls trying to message you and then also like people trying to steal your bank account so for you to name your brand after that is like it's terrible do you want your penis to grow by three inches (laughs) yeah that's what to be in the spam folder. Yeah. And then you'd be thinking like, huh, shit, could I use another thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Dang, I don't know right what the fuck it means, though. Spam. What does spam stand for? You you, you check that out? It's not an acronym. It's not? Nuh-uh. You sure about that? No. I thought that shit stood for salt, pork, and ham. I don't know what the fuck it means. Ain't no H in there. So no, nah, no. <laughs> salt, pork, and, and uh salt pork and meat i don't know what the fuck it stands for it has to be it has to be an acronym for something no nah, i don't see no i don't see no acronym on her yeah uh, yeah i don't know man i don't introduce. know i'm looking on the wikipedia page i don't see you don't see anything it's not an acronym oh wow it's huge in hawaii though man mm-hmm. it's huge what they what i've seen somebody do before and it actually looked good is they cut the spam in really thin slices and they fried it up like bacon Oh really? It, yeah, it looked fucking good. They cut it and then they, they fried it. Where basically they put it in a pan mm-hmm. and then they just cooked it and it tu- it turned real crispy. Yeah. And then they had like eggs and stuff with them. I'm like, hey, that looked kind of good, low key. That mm-hmm. one did. But this shit is thick ass pieces of spam and yeah. it looked raw in the middle. It's like, bruh. I mean, McDonald's is trying it all. They won with the with the um the J Balvin meal and the fucking um Travis Scott burger. Those are two great ideas. But this here is just like. That mug might be going. It might be going crazy in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Yeah, niggas is dying. All right, switching gears. <laughs> niggas surfing and eating spam burgers. <laughs> Everybody's gone surfing, <laughs> surfing on some spam. <laughs> oh oh man! All right, 
uh, switching gears, um, knowing your why. Um, I know a lot of people have heard um, a lot of motivational um, Instagram and social media um, uh, people say, you know, talk about what's your why, like these motivational speakers with these platforms. And it's just extremely just an oversaturated market that we see online. But there's a lot of truth to it. What's your why? A lot of people don't even know why they fucking exist. Yeah. Like you basically you're just going through the motions and we're at the end of 2020. We had the coronavirus. A lot of shit shut down. Shit's all fucked up. And a lot of people on New Year's, they're going to be waiting for the ball to drop. They're going to be drinking alcohol and celebrate celebrating and shit. And it's like, what are you celebrating? Yeah, you didn't do nothing. The fuck have you done? Yeah. What are you what have you done to be proud of this year? Matter of fact, what have you done in the last five years that you that you're proud of? Because growth happens every five years, in my opinion. If you could look back five years and say, hey, look, I've made some significant strides, you could be proud of that. But if you're going into another year and you haven't done shit and you don't even know why you're doing what the fuck you're doing, then you shouldn't be proud of that. You if need to you're 30 years old and this idea ever comes up in your casual conversation mm-hmm. like oh man my 25th birthday it was crazy i got i got blackout drunk or my 26th birthday oh man i got blacked out blackout drunk that's like that's like a loser mentality it definitely is yeah. you've got nothing but alcohol to really give yeah, you yeah you don't memories. have no real memories <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous and you yeah. see people that really think that it's impressive to post pictures and videos of them drunk every week and now they're going to get drunk again yeah. and you've been doing it for your whole life like there's nothing pro- let me be very clear when i say this i don't care who's offended there is nothing impressive about being an alcoholic okay i like beer like anyone else but i'm not an alcoholic i have some you know beer socially and relax but i like being in control of my environment if your person is constantly drunk week after week there is nothing impressive about that yeah. you need to figure out what the fuck you're running from Because you're running from something. If you constantly have to be fucking inebriated and fucked up every week, there is something wrong with you that you are running away from and you need to figure it out. Essentially, the everyday life that you live when you wake up or, you know, when you're driving around, something doesn't feel good about that. Because the, you know, when you're drinking alcohol, it puts you in a different mind state. A hundred percent. It makes those things that you're dealing with personally a little bit easier to deal with 100 percent, and people get liquid courage some people are such like they're very real real cowardice in regular everyday life but drinking gives them confidence to walk up to that girl or fucking be this social butterfly and be funny and be cool but they're really withdrawn when they're not drinking alcohol i think that you don't need alcohol to be outgoing that's the problem what people think like they need alcohol to be outgoing and you don't Mm mm-hmm Right. I could go into a place where people are fucked up and I won't I won't even have a beer mm-hmm. if I don't feel like drinking because that's I've made my own decision. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole purpose of knowing your why is not just knowing your why in regards to goals or trying to achieve something. Why the fuck do you even exist? Do you know why you exist? My, the reason why I know my why my why is because I want to be somebody. Now, I feel like I'm somebody now, but the person that like. I'm not my higher self yet. I want to be my higher self. I don't want to be a guy that's just speaking on a podcast because I want things to materialize. That's why that's my why I want to to be able to look at these podcasts three or four years from now when I'm 
wherever I am and I'm extremely successful and I can look back and say, you know what? That Eddie McGee is the reason why I am where I am today, because that motherfucker knew that he had something great inside of him and he worked for it. That is my why. Now, if you're a person that, you, you know, you fake it on social media, you post all these motivational things and you don't apply it. And then year after year, you keep being a sucker every fucking year. This may offend you. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm a person that has been on both sides where I've been the guy that was faking it like a motherfucker. And I'm the one that's actively proactively doing the work now. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So please just save us the bullshit and do the work, man. Yeah, I think it's important because I was telling Eddie this before, but I was like the reason why Gary V, Eric Thomas and all these these people. uh, What's the Robbins dude? Uh, I forgot. I know you're talking. Yeah. The reason why these people are so successful is because the people that they're talking to aren't successful and they probably won't ever be successful. There you go. So there's people that are going to these seminars every year like, man, I just need some motivation. or I need you know, I need to hear whatever Eric Thomas got to say, Um, because it's it's kind of like that that theory they have about like cancer and stuff like cancer is a huge business. So they're not right. trying to find a cure. The same thing goes for these motivational speakers. Like they're not trying to cure people's laziness or people's, you know, un, you know, lack of accountability or whatever. They're just, right. they're just preaching to, you know, people that like to consume that information. Yeah. We, yeah. Di- we just talked about this. Yeah, exactly. So that's the thing that they're capitalized. So if you're on, if you're that type of person, you got to, you got to really look yourself in the mirror and realize that, you know, like we said before, life is way too, life is this, this next, we're not even promised to finish this podcast. Man. Lord willing, we'll finish this podcast, but we're not finished. We're not, um, you know, uh, guaranteed that we'll finish it. And you're not guaranteed that you will finish or listen. be able to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, I was telling you about my accident the other day. I remember I was listening to a J Cole song and, um, like I got into an accident mid song and you know what I mean? I, the, the possibility for it could have ended with that being on my cue or that is like pause, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I just say that to say like people, we really have to figure out why we're doing the things that we're doing. Right. So it's, it's important to figure out what, why, why as in your motivation. Like yeah. for me, I know my, why I said it before on here, like I want, I'm motivated by my mom and my grandma. Like I want to give them a better life. Right. Same, right. Um, but then we also have to figure out why we are currently doing the things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you are that person that the, you're, you look forward to the holidays just so you can get drunk. Or you look forward to New Year's just so you can get drunk and, you know, wake up the next day and be like, oh, man, it's rough out here. Like, there are some people that, like, they like to fake like they don't like being hungover. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, I just, I'm not going to say no names, but I just talked to somebody on the phone and they was like, I'm sick, man. Like, just, you know, just, you know, normally I'm good, but I'm sick. And, like, people love telling these drunk stories. I'm like, man, I don't care about that. No. It's just because what I realized is this is I realized you're going to be in the same spot because you're purposely putting yourself there and you feel by like people feel like being hung over is something that is like like a badge of honor Mm -hmm. almost, which is pretty fucked up. I've noticed this has become like a thing within like, you know, uh, smaller cities or certain because a lot of people don't have anything constructive to do. So they just get fucked up all the time. Yeah. You know. A lot of people, honestly, especially out here in Bakersfield, and I don't want to shit on my city because I love this city because I, I love the potential that it's going to have in the future. You know, um, that's why I chose to stay here as well. But 
A lot of people, all they do here is get drunk and fuck each other. That's all. A lot of people in Bakersfield, all they do is get drunk and fuck each other. Why do you think there's so many STDs and people with a bunch of babies, daddies, and mamas around here? Because there's nothing. They don't find something constructive to do. And then they got the nerve to complain about Bakersfield. You're not making this city better. You're not making the city better. But you feel okay complaining about it so it can so it can validate your circumstance yeah that's, that's hate, all it is i hate those people man this is a low-key tangent but i hate the people that's like man i wish this was here bakersfield doesn't have this bakersfield doesn't have art bakersfield doesn't have um a culture here whatever whatever your complaint is but these are people that are sitting on their ass yeah. they're not doing nothing yeah. it's like if you go if if anybody has a, the right to complain about something, it's the people that are doing the work. Doing the work that if we know. We, if, you know, me and Eddie, we, we will do to COVID like we haven't been able to do like stand up and what and whatnot. But yeah. if we were to or if we were consistently doing stand up every single week, going to open mics, going to shows and stuff like that. And then we like, man, the culture here sucks. Like, you know, I wish there were more people that were fans of comedy. 100%. Then we would have the right to say that. Right. But it's a bunch of people always talking about what Bakersfield needs and they not doing nothing. They're doing shit. They only serving themselves, whether, you know, we talked about before partying themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, it's people that complain about the homelessness problem in Bakersfield and they spend most of their money on alcohol. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing to help Try the homeless? Dumbass up. What are you doing to help the homeless? Yeah. I, it, what's crazy too is, is people that complain about Bakersfield, they're not going to leave too. You know why? Because whatever city they go to, they have nothing to offer that city. Yeah. You can leave Bakersfield and go to Texas, but you're going to be the same bum ass motherfucker you was here. So what, that, what's the th point of complaining? Those cities will swallow you up. Yeah. Like if you not swallow all your cum. <laughs> that was disgusting. No, that <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw Keith off. Go ahead. But if you're not ready to live in LA, like just physically, emotionally, all all the above, then you'll get ate up. You'll get ate alive. Yeah. Because the cost of living is much higher there. The, the city is is moving at a much faster pace. People are probably a little bit more impatient. Just the yeah. whole it's just an elevated way. So if you still have that small uh, city mentality like you like you do here um you you're not gonna pan out somewhere else i don't even want to call it a small city mentality i just want to call it a small mind mentality because yeah. i live in the same fucking city as everyone else yeah i just think that it's all about perspective it's all about mm -hmm. self-awareness i feel like if you got a hundred people and lined them up there's only about nine of those people or ten of those people that are self-aware that actually want to do something different all the rest of them are going right in line you know how many people i've seen i've seen a quote right now that really was a trip it said like i'm tired of seeing different people no i'm tired of seeing the same people in different bodies dang that shit was deep i feel like i see that all i the see time. that a lot yeah i see that a lot and it's like fuck man and you, it's the same people. It's the alcoholic. It's the chick that's popular on social media, but she ain't doing shit. She just pretty. She get a bunch of likes. She does nothing but be out in the club and drunk. You got the cool guy that does the same thing, not doing shit. Got two, three babies, mamas. It's the same motherfuckers yeah. in Bakersfield. It is ridiculous, mm -hmm. right? And it's not to shit on the city. It's to shit on the mentality of the people here. Mm -hmm. If you want this city to be better, we need more movers and movers and shakers to make it a better place. Yeah, you know, um, like we can't do it on our own. Nah, man, mm -hmm. not not at and all. I'm also, not complaining either. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You don't want to get caught up in being and in, in complaining about something that you're not changing. You, it, you know what happens mm -hmm. though? The people that don't complain and the people that do things are the wealthy people, right? Mm, yeah. I don't know. I I can't say for sure. For sure. 
But I'm sure, I don't think Elon Musk just walks around and complains. I'm yeah. sure he like, oh, snap. Like, society doesn't do this or we don't have, traffic is bad in LA. Hmm, what can we do to solve we'll do that? Solve that. Let's put freaking traffic going underneath the, the city. Or, yeah. you know, there's too much pollution in the air. Okay, well, let's make an electric car. Mm. So those Find are the, the solutions. Yeah, those are the rich people. The, the the broke niggas is the one that just complain. Fuck my baby mama. <laughs> you like, bro? Like yeah. I, I see people. And the crazy thing too is, is I think it's 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 very easy to tell who a person is just by looking at what they're saying. Like when someone has a very um, simplistic view of something, or they generalize things. I'm like, ah, okay, I see what they're about. Mm. I see what you're about. You know, you'd be like, man, these these women ain't shit. All these Bakersfield girls do is this and that. I'm like, ah, okay, I see who you are, bro. You know, and then you could tell if they've actually experienced enough people to make a statement like that. Right, right. Like, shut up. You got two babies' moms, and those are the only two women you really dealt with on that level. Hundred percent. Yeah. So you you've taken this angle to to uh, generalize people just mm-hmm. because you're. You got to realize when people complain about men or women, they're not complaining about men or women. They're complaining about their, their experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. They're complaining about what they fucking, what they tolerated. That's all it is. Yeah. And you just get tired of it, man. I'll tell you this much right now. If you want to make it in just in the future at all, what you need to understand for one, you got to stop being full of fucking shit, man. (laughs) You got to stop being full of shit. You need to be self-aware, right? You need to start being accountable for the situations and people you allow in your life, right? When, when When I look at myself at 35, there's a lot of things I'm proud of, but I say, okay, what do I want in life, right? Okay, what do I want in life? I wouldn't definitely wouldn't mind having a solid relationship and eventually getting married one day. Mm-hmm. But here's the question. Am I man enough for the woman that I want in my life? That's a question, mm-hmm. right? I'm not, I'm not saying that, asking that question of myself to down myself, but is that a reality? Who knows? But what happens is, is when you're self-improving you and you want to be better, you hold yourself accountable for things. Maybe a lot of y'all should fucking try it. Yeah. But you understand the order of operations, though. 100%. A lot of people want to get into relationships and they not even over their last partner. Oh, Or they God. haven't even dealt with their self on a personal level. Right. So they're bringing in a bunch of nonsense into your relationship. Bro. So you're in a relationship with like six people. Yeah. You thought you was dating one person. You thought you was dating one girl, but you're in a relationship with the last five motherfuckers. She's not over with. <laughs> the <That's>, baby daddy. <laughs> yeah, the, the baby daddy. This is why when we talked about men leaving an imprint on women is women don't realize how impacted they are by men, but you're impacted by the motherfucker that cheated on you four years ago and you got the nerve to date three, four dudes since then. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's weird. And then you got the nerve for somebody else to deal with that. Yeah. Like uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, I think it's just it's just important that we go into this new year and we have to stop I, I would pose to these people unfollow Gary V. Unfollow right. Eric Thomas, unfollow David Goggins, unfollow all these people in write what take the take the information that you want from your favorite video. From your favorite Gary V video, where whether right. it's about social media posting or growing your following, take that video, write it down. You know, take David Goggins' motivation about you know being lazy or whatever, write that down. Uh, Eric Thomas, write down the you know some of the 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 most impactful stuff from you know the 
if you uh, want to breathe as much as you want to succeed and all yeah. this stuff, write down all this stuff and then unfollow all these dudes and go out into the world and start doing it. I'll tell you what, what you really need to do too is that's all, that's good information that Keith just gave. Um, but what else I think you need to do is you need to immediately look at the people that are closest in your life and look at where their life's going. Yeah. If you're hanging around four of the dudes and you hang around those guys the most and they're doing the exact same thing, if they're all they do is drink alcohol, if all they do is chase chicks and be in dysfunctional relationships, if all they do is complain, then it's like, yo, you got to work on changing your circle, man. You got to mm-hmm. change your circle. I got to mm-hmm. I got to take a call, man. OK, Hold on. we can pause the pot. All right. Yeah, man. Had to get off the get off the pie real quick. I had to take a serious phone call, but we're mm-hmm. back. Um He really had yeah. to take a doo-doo. Yeah, man. But here's the thing, man. Um, yeah, dude. You gotta look at your friends and the people that you hang around frequently and determine where the fuck they're going. Where's their life going? Because mm-hmm. if what happens is is you typically tend to take on the personalities of the people you hang around the most. Mm-hmm. You're not just, you know, um an individual amongst people that all think the same that's mm-hmm. not usually how it is usually there's kind of a um a relatable experience amongst you couple guys or whoever yeah so don't don't you might have to literally change your whole circle mm-hmm. it's hard man most people don't do it a lot of people like to hold on to that 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 uh that memory almost yeah it's not even that they're that great of a person or they actually mm-hmm. a great friend. It's really just because like they had back five, six years ago, great times together. Yeah. Oh man, that's sad. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing about it too, is if you're around people like that, that means, that means for one, you're holding on to people from something that happened years ago. Mm-hmm. But when you become a grown man, it's not always about fun. Mm-hmm. Life isn't about fun when you become a grown man. Now, you could have a great time doing it, something that you love, but life is not about constantly finding fun. Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. I mean, it's we got when you live in a real in the real world, live in a real life. Um, mo- I guess most of it is not fun. We have fun. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Sound like glass breaking. I know. Right? But most I mean, when we have the pot, when we do the podcast, we have fun. And, um, you know, when I'm shooting music videos with blue or. Um, you know, just interacting with my other friends, you know, the class clowns and DJ and Chris and being creative and stuff like that. That's fun to me. But the the other four, five days out of the week, like, you know, I don't be having fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, what I will say is this, man. I, I just think, like I mentioned before, you got to stop being full of fucking shit. You got to figure out why you exist and what you're about. And, you know, that only you know that that's that's in your subconscious because mm-hmm. you can be the person that puts out this image that you got it all figured out. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead and keep doing that. That's not going to push you forward. We, you know, we talked about what do we, we talked about something recently. Um, uh, pretending is not progression. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, you're not going to pr- progress at all by pretending. Now you may look better in the process. You may look like you got it all together, but at the end of the day, when you sit down with yourself, um, that's where the real conversations start. And going into this new year, you really need to make sure you start changing these habits, man. Because we're since we're creatures of habits, it, it, it takes a while for things to become law for us. So I yeah. to start start working on that shit now before the new year starts. Yeah. I, I think for me, even, you know, after the quarantine, 
um, it shifted a lot of my relationships with, you know, with people and probably to um, the benefit of my success Mm. because I was able to connect with people that are doing really good things. And then I was also able to really um, be self-sufficient. And I started focusing my time and efforts into different areas and it led me to, like I said, being more successful just overall. And this is a momentum I'm carrying into 2021. So essentially, if you're not if you're not already moving in a way or moving in the direction that I'm moving in, then you're just going to get left behind. And me like I for me, I already know, like I've I've had friends that, you know, I would communicate with every single day. And now I rarely even talk to these same people. So for me, losing a friend is 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 it it hurts on the surface, but it is what it is. Like I'm not losing sleep over um, losing that that type of relationship because I know that when you start to become more and more successful, this is just this is just the way it is. Like that's just you gonna lose people. Um, like Nip says, circle got smaller, everybody can go. That's just mm. the that's just the way the way it pans out. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna beat this over the head. Um, just figure out your why. Why do you exist? Why do you want what you want? All right, do you want a good woman? Why aren't you a good man? You want a good man, why aren't you a good woman? You want you wanna be more successful? why? What what is it gonna take for you to get there? You want some good dick? Why aren't you got good pussy? Damn, that's harsh. oh oh man i had to pause for a second my brain had to process that (laughs) jeez all right well there's that uh switching gears um you need to know when you aren't wanted right a lot of people don't know when they aren't wanted i think the highest level of self-awareness is knowing when you are in a place or around people that really don't want you there let me give you an example i remember there's been times where i've been on dates or been around women and you know we're having a conversation and you know you when you're self-aware you can kind of feel the attraction dropping like it, you know you just start to be, feel like okay well yeah she doesn't seem like she's that interested oh Definitely. She doesn't. She might not. She doesn't want to fuck me. She definitely doesn't want to be in a relationship. So, hey, well, it's nice meeting you. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And you have a good night. It's nice meeting you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to stay in a space or be around anyone when you don't feel like you're wanted. I'm not saying a person needs to jump up and down because you're there in your presence. I'm just saying when the energy is off and it does not feel like it's going anywhere, you need to know when you aren't wanted. And another example would be like if you're with a group of friends and let's say that they're very rich and well, let's say matter of fact, let's say you're around somebody, you know, and then they they bring around a group of friends and they're all rich and they're talking about going on a yacht for the weekend and you don't have yacht money. You need to know when you really aren't wanted because they're going to be doing rich people shit while you're a regular person. You do not need to be around those people, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. What you're what you're doing is you're over you will be overextending yourself just to be around these type of people. Yeah. So that's another that's another example. <laughs> um, yeah. Or it could be a job. Let's say, for example, you go to a job. They treat you like shit all the time. They don't respect you. Um, you know, you've been doing doing a lot for the company or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Right. 
you need to know when you are wanted. Does your company even want you? Right. That whoever you work for, do they really want you? Right. If they don't and, and you basically feel like some of your hard work should be reciprocated and it's never reciprocated, then you didn't know when you aren't wanted and just go ahead and move on. Yeah. That's it. I remember I've been in situations where it's a lot of uh, I would ca- I would call it like like techie people mm-hmm. in a certain setting. Maybe mm-hmm. we're talking about cameras or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's that one person that's just trying to chime in like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know what a frame rate is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what a, I know what a shutter speed is. Right. And then in reality, they just speaking. They just throwing stuff at the wall, just hoping that something sticks. And, yeah. You know. In, in those type, the type of situation that I see where it's like, not necessarily we don't want them there, but you're just not very welcome in this conversation. Right. We can tell that you're just pandering to the conversation right. to try to fit in. Right. I think one of the worst experiences to really experience, and a lot of people have experienced this, is where you're around like your family or your cousin. And then you go with your cousin and he introduces he or she introduces you to their friend circle of friends. And it's like the people are talking around you. Yeah. It's almost like the places you go, you aren't really welcomed at all. A lot of people aren't really talking to you. And you just like, you just feel left out. Like, a lot of inside jokes. A lot of and, inside, just mm-hmm. a lot of shit that's excluding you. Mm-hmm. When this hat, when this is happening or you feel like you're in this situation, that means the people around you don't want you there. Yeah. Period. And yeah. you, are, you are too old to fight for anyone's acceptance. If you don't want me around, fine. Life will go on, mm-hmm. right? Life will go on based on the fact that I don't need your validation, okay? Yeah, I think a lot of people get stuck in romantic relationships and that this they're just oblivious to this idea. Right. You know, it's a lot of dudes out there. And most people aren't going to specifically say what they mean. Like mm-hmm. that. that's a rare, a rare person. But they're going to show you subliminal signs about how you really you know feel or how Mm -hmm. they really feel about you you know they may um take hours out of the day to respond like you know they may take four or five hours to respond to you or they may only hit you up when they need something or those type of they may have you know have a sexual relationship with you but you know, the only time he see you or he pull up on you is to not blow your back out. And That's then he it. did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this much right now. You speaking mm-hmm. of the late text messages like with me, I'm I'm the way I am now is based on the fact that I haven't always been this way. You know, in mm-hmm. a moment of transparency, you know, when you don't realize that you aren't wanted, a chick could text you four or five hours later and say, oh, sorry, I was busy. And then you'll text her right back. Oh, no, it's all good. It's cool. How is your day? How's everything going? Then they take a, 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 you know, another three hours to respond. And what it is, is it's a way of a woman indirectly telling you, you are not wanted. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Any woman that likes you or anybody that's interested will not take that long. Yeah, we get busy, but people have their phones 24 fucking seven. 24 seven people have their phones. Most people are always on their phones. Yeah. Right. Even if you're busy. You know, you're you're going to get back to your phone. You're going to text you at work. Yeah. All you text you. Right. Wherever. Exactly. On the toilet. Women could be in the fucking shower. If they like you, they're going to text you back. Mm -hmm. Right. But here's the thing. When you are in a situation where, you know, a chick takes five hours to respond and you text her immediately like, hey, no, it's all good. It's blah, blah, blah. You are forcing something that's not even like this person is showing you. Women don't like to be direct. They're not going to tell you, look, I don't like you like that. 
They, yeah. they want to somewhat try to let you down easy because a lot of men call them bitches. Like, fuck you then, bitch. You don't like me anyways. Mm-hmm. So they try to do this subtle way of letting you down. Mm-hmm. And they practice this, yeah. right? Whereas, it, for, for here's the thing, man. They don't owe you anything, for one. And two, knowing you're not wanted. But the, the, the thing is, is that women will do things to where, and I don't know, I can't really speak for men, but women mm-hmm. will do things to where they will... Um, they will not like you at all, mm-hmm. but they would much rather text you in five hour increments than not text you at all. It's just absolutely stupid. <laughs> I think those people would be better off or better served if you just didn't respond to them at all. Just don't give like, out your fucking number. Yeah. 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 Don't don't give your number out. Ladies, stop feeling so. This is why the most important thing men need to take from this. You could take it or leave it. Stop asking women for their number don't ever ask them give them yours mm-hmm. right that's the ultimate test for a woman i don't i don't fucking ask women for their number i give them minds yeah and the reason why i do it is because if it's if i'm on your mind and on your heart then fucking text me but i'm not going to be texting you and i'm just in a lineup of a bunch of guys that's bugging you mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's i think the most effective way to to communicate with women is to give them your number mm-hmm. and if they never text you Cool. Cool. They told you how they felt. Yeah. If they do text you, then maybe you may stand out and they might like you. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But no, nah, man. Uh, yeah. The point I was trying to make is I've been the guy that has been in situations where I clearly wasn't wanted, but I kept trying to fight for that acceptance. Mm-hmm. I kept trying to kind of fight for the girl. Well, maybe she'll like me if I say this joke or I'll be this person. Yeah. And it's like, no, any woman that try to text me late now, I don't fuck with you no more. Like at all. Cause I know you full of shit. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. You don't owe me anything, but I don't fuck with women like that because it is the fakest shit you could do. If you write me back five hours later, like no one's busier than me. I'm a truck driver, right? If I, if I could get back to you sooner than that, there's no excuse for you, mm-hmm. you know? That's fine. I'd rather you not text me shit. Yeah, not at all. Don't text. Don't insult me. Don't use the word friend ever. And don't text me back if you're going to bullshit me. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's cool. At least then, sometimes the, the, sometimes the, how do you say it? Sometimes no response is a response. Yeah. So if you don't respond to me at all, you send a message and I respect it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, that that's that's almost more of a louder message than you yeah. making up some lie or something. Oh, yeah. oh my grandma was in the hospital, whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. Whatever the fuck, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody wants. And at the end of the day, I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's it's a bullshit reason. Mm-hmm. But look, I'm not gonna beat this overhead over the head. I just think, like I mentioned before, the highest form of self awareness is knowing when you're not wanted yeah you are not for everybody and that is okay yeah even going going back to like work i know a lot of people that um they they have complaints about work and not even the work itself right like you know that's everybody's gonna complain about the job Mm -hmm. Uh but your co-workers a lot of people have gripes about their coworkers. Like this person is out to get me, and right. uh, this person always tells the boss on me when I do this. Right. And that's a similar situation where you got to know, you got to do everything in your power, whether you got to save up your money or you got to do whatever to get out of that situation because right. it's only gonna get worse. Because yeah. a lot of times, what happens in jobs like that is people like to click up. 
Yeah. So it'd be the it'd be the person that is the store manager or whatever, and then it'd be one of the regular, you know, employees and they they buddy buddy, they be hanging out outside of work and they just all out to get you and they're gonna do everything in their power to make your life miserable when you're at the job. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, man. It's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. All right, switching gears. Um LeBron James uh being told to take the vaccine. Okay, let's check this out. All right. Uh, U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams is asking LeBron James to get the COVID-19 vaccine to motivate others to do the same. Speaking with KTLA on Monday, December 21st, Adams said he believes the NBA superstar could influence millions of fans. Uh, LeBron James, he says, LeBron James, I know you've been a big supporter of masks, Adams said during the interview of the news station. I want I want to know when you're going to take the shot. Not the basketball shot, but the COVID shot. He continued, because I did it, because I know it's safe. And we want to make sure people understand that that this is how we end the pandemic. Adam says if LeBron endorses the vaccine, it could send a big message to those who are against the shot. Um, and then uh, it says the next one. That's how we promote confidence, Adam said. We want the pe- we want people to lead by example. Adams revealed that he has uh, hasn't spoke with the NBA superstar about the vaccine as of yet. But if he were able to, he'd be he'd tell him to urge people to donate plasma as well. Take the shot, LeBron Adams says. Take the take the shot and encourage people to go to the Fight US org, uh, LeBron, and give plasma. That's how we can save life this holiday season. Okay. Here's my problem with this. They got to start giving out more money with that plasma donation. Leave LeBron James alone. Leave him alone. The president attacked him. Now the government, everybody's the surgeon general. Everybody's Mm -hmm. asking him to do. LeBron is a basketball player. LeBron Mm -hmm. has done as LeBron has done a lot. This guy has his own fucking school. They Mm -hmm. make it like LeBron is the leader of all black people or something. What the fuck? You hear that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that guy's back down there again god damn it oh my god I don't know if the mics pick that guy up again the same fucking mental illness guy Jesus Christ had dreads fuck he's been he's had a hiatus for about a week or LeBron two LeBron James doesn't have dreads cause he's bald <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know the mics pick that shit up he sound, you know how Dude. you know how those old Irish you know those yeah. old Irish men be sounding. You sound like them. a fucking Viking. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell his beard is long and yeah. it like muffles his voice. He's wearing a fucking crown with horns on it. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker looks like the fucking uh, Minnesota Vikings logo. <laughs> Damn man, that nigga can chug a beard. Too. That's nuts. I'm gonna go back and listen to this part and see if we can hear that guy. That shit's loud. <laughs> that motherfucker sounds like a caveman. <laughs> it just started a fire for the first time. Oh, this man. guy comes out yelling the same time. <laughs> it's eight oh six. He he yells from around seven something to around eight thirty. That's Those, that, that's, that's when his prime yelling out. That's when his shift starts. He talking loud too. That nigga punch in a card. He punch in and out to work. <laughs> nigga just come here and yell. <laughs> it's like God damn. this nigga, man. Damn. What if we had him on a pod one day and he's just the most eloquent speaker? Nah, that motherfucker will blow the mics out. <laughs> a drinker's mind, <laughs> <laughs> Oh 
<laughs> blow the goddamn mics out and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, look, man, here's the thing. Leave LeBron James alone, man. Um, I, I just think they're trying to do anything to influence people to take the vaccine when in actuality, let it be up to the people. Yeah. Just let it be up to the people. Don't try to use. I think it's kind of like, for one, we don't know how safe this is. It, it's only safe because you say it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know how many people could be harmed by this. And it's like, dude, man, the American people didn't like we're not built for for a pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and you, and I think a lot of liberals and conservatives have the same idea. It's more liberals that are more likely to take the vaccine, though. Yeah. Um. But, man, I personally don't have I don't feel the need to take that shit right now. Yeah, I don't like I remember Charlamagne talked about that. He ain't even bought the PS5 yet. Yeah. Uh, he waiting for them to get all the bugs out of that before they yeah. get to PS5. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LeBron taking the vaccine, could it help people? Could it persuade them? Yeah. You know, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, dude, why would you just yell out LeBron's name mm-hmm. out of all people? Yeah. I I think I think you're right. Like, we we got to stop using LeBron James as, as the spokesperson for the black people. And, you yeah. know, more specifically, you know, just people that are fans of his. I also... Don't think that like LeBron has that much pull. I think no. LeBron is a great basketball player, and I think a lot of people that watch sports look to him in the like as far as his social takes. Um, but I don't know if people are really watching LeBron. Like, yo, if LeBron took the vaccine, I'll take it. Mm. Just like when we were talking about the presidents, I, if Barack Obama took the vaccine, I don't think that's going to drive a bunch of niggas mm. in Chicago to be like, yo, no. this nigga Brock. Snigger Brock from the same hood I'm from. I'm gonna go get the vaccine. Nah, not yeah. at all. You know, yeah. and what's crazy too, like, like I don't understand like how people some people are um they're more than supporters. Some people are like low key in cults. Yeah. Cause like Obama was the first black president. You know, somebody that actually looked like me was president. That was great, but you never see me walking around with an Obama flag. Yeah. I never put an Obama sticker on my fucking car. Yeah. You know, I ne- mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've never been that type of person. I'm not a tribal person like that. Mm-hmm. So this would probably grab a lot of the tribal people who yeah. are extremely left wing and, and love LeBron James. He may capture more of those. He definitely ain't going to capture no conservatives uh, yeah. because yeah. he captured no conservatives mm-hmm. to take a fucking vaccine from LeBron James. That is not happening. We know that ain't happening. Yeah. I, I just wish like. We should with it kind of like what J. Cole said um, in the whole no name argument. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just regular people. Mm-hmm. I think we prop them up to be, you know, right. You know, I think LeBron maybe had a few takes on different social issues. And then all of a sudden people start going to him, mm-hmm. and whether, you know, in interviews like, yo, LeBron, what do you feel about Breonna Taylor? What do you feel mm-hmm. about George Floyd? And he might have he might have had personal feelings about it. But mm-hmm. who knows, like how upfront he would have been if people weren't like propping him up to be this honestly Muhammad Ali of this time. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I wish LeBron would have just kept it real general. Like LeBron posted if he posted like, you know, he support <laughs> Breonna Taylor or mm-hmm. whatever cause was Black Lives Matter, whatever it is, right? If he would have did that in the interviews, he would have said like, you know, and they would have asked me, he said, do you support Black Lives Matter? He's like, yeah, you know, my support is, you know, very well known, but I just pray for all the people involved and leave it at that. Just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Just show your support and leave it at that. <clears throat> but what's happened is the media, they find a way, regardless of who it is, whether it's some, some whether it's like a guy like, uh, not Kobe Covington, but somebody that supports Trump that's right wing or somebody like LeBron that's left wing, they find a way to make these stories so big mm-hmm. 
And it just and what happens is, is by the time these stories develop, all of a sudden LeBron is a civil rights leader. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He can't even be a basketball player anymore. Yeah. That's he got to hoop. He got to worry about social issues. He got to be up to date on everything. He got to worry about his hairline. Yeah. Damn, imagine how hard it is for LeBron to maintain that withery hairline and <laughs> go through this shit. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> LeBron is trying to find a good hairline that will stay together. And all the money, think about this. All the money and status and, and fame that LeBron has, he can still can't get a good hairline. I think he's going to figure it out one day. One day. He's going to have to retire. Because I think what's happening right now is that he's playing too much basketball and he keeps sweating his hairline off. Yeah. But if he actually fucking... If he sat down. If he sat mm-hmm. down for a while... He could get real treatment. He get real around. treatment. They, he'd probably go to some little shady island on, in Brazil mm-hmm. and then they'll just sew on the, the, uh, uh, the hairline of someone, a uh, cadaver or something. I don't know. They <laughs> Maybe in Mexico, the same place or wherever girls getting the booty shots and all that, they probably they probably got a whole plaza or a whole mall full of like niggas getting new teeth, girls getting fat asses, and then niggas getting hairlines. That'd be crazy. Can you imagine if they did that with dicks? Like in the, next, in the next couple of years, they got a place where everybody could get dick dick. Uh, in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dick enhancements? Yeah. Dude, that'd be crazy. That would be wild. That'd be wild. They yeah. they're gonna come out with that shit one day, and the same dudes that be talking shit about, look at these girls getting all this plastic surgery. They'll be the first same motherfuckers niggas in there. Same face, Dang. first motherfuckers on that island to get the penis uh, enhancers. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's wild. Yeah, it's possible. I'm sure some scientists is working on it right now. Yeah, that's yeah. It's it's something going on. Mm-hmm. That'd be terrible. I feel bad for women though. Because if, if every dude decided they want to get a penis enhancement, every dude would be walking around with a big old dick. But you, but women can say nothing. What do you it, mean? Because as much as they've been talking, you know, uh, about people accepting them and stuff like that or having certain uh, uh, rebuttals about them getting booty shots and all that, like... Mm-hmm. You know, when niggas start getting bigger dicks, like, <laughs> you can't say nothing. They just falling in line with y'all yeah, by y'all example. That'd be terrible, though. Mm-hmm. I feel bad. It's going to be girls, their pH balance going to be off like a motherfucker. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and they walls pounded. Like, oh, my God. I can't believe this. <laughs> you about to bust open my fake booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, look, th- to make a long story short, just fucking get off LeBron. This guy has his own school. He he donates. You know, he's he does, doing a lot. He's doing a lot. Just mm-hmm. stop expecting so much of him. He's a fucking basketball player. All right. Switching gears. Um, women are some of our biggest motivators behind the decisions we make. And I thought about this because I've seen some videos. I caught some videos on YouTube and there was this man talking about it. And I thought about it. And it's very true. I think women women are some of our biggest motivators, whether we realize it or not. And the mm-hmm. reason why is, first of all, I think making your decisions as a man, it needs to be really based off you. But a lot of times a woman has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you say that you want a good woman, right, you say you want a good woman, um, you're em- you should emphasize on becoming a better man so you can try to uh, have a more realistic not not you have more of a realistic status, I guess, for having the woman you want. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so a woman was involved in that decision, believe it or not. Self improvement is about self, but if if it's if you want something better from the opposite sex, you have to level your game up. Yeah. Um, or let's say, for example, you was with a girl and she hurt your feelings. Like a lot of men don't mention they got their feelings hurt, but all of us have had our feelings hurt by women, right? So 
the woman that hurt your feelings, you want to make sure you don't feel like that again. So you do things to grow yourself as a man and hope that you don't get caught up in that predicament again. Mm -hmm. And that situation spawned off a woman Mm -hmm. or you end up being a dude that's like, fuck these hoes. I don't care about them. And that also came from a woman. So your decision to be a dickhead or, you know, to have the perspective of, look, all these women aren't out to get me. You know, not every woman's a bad woman. You know, yeah, those things came from women. Yeah, I know. I know um, one of my friends, he was he was, uh, I guess, courting women. And I guess this is like an elevated conversation, which is good in a sense. Um, He was just like. A couple of the first things he says, like, yo, she going she gonna to make me better my life or she told me that I need to get my stock portfolio up or she told me that I need to, uh, you know, get my business right or do this or whatever the case may be. And that's like a, you know, a similar situation right. to what you're talking about is like for most men, women uh, motivate almost everything that they do. Yeah. You know, whether it's getting haircuts or right. the type of car that they drive, the type right. of clothes that they wear, all these things. And to me, I don't, is it a good or is it a bad thing or is it middle ground or? It's very middle ground. Mm-hmm. I think that you should not allow women to, you know, control the way your brain works. But I think that you'd be a fucking liar if you said a lot of the things that you do in your life are motivated by women. If you mm-hmm. get your hair cut, you're not getting your hair cut nice for a bunch of dudes to be like, I like your hair, man. Yeah. I like your haircut. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that for, you want to look good, obviously, but you would enjoy the attention from women. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it does nothing when it comes from men. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing with women. This is what I don't buy it when women say, when I get dressed up cute, I'm not trying to get no attention from men at all. I'm doing it because I want to look cute. Shut the fuck up, you liar. <laughs> When you go out looking cute like that, the guy that you really want, you want him to notice you. It's not like you're doing it for a bunch of men. When women do things, they do it because they want that guy Mm -hmm. to notice them. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard a woman say, oh, my God, my phone is so dry. Your phone's not dry. Have you seen yourself? Yeah, you see how th- to post that on Instagram. Yeah, you see how t- thick you look. You see how big your titties are. How big your booty is. How pretty you are. Your phone's mm-hmm. not dry. It's just that all the guys that are texting you, you don't like them. And that WAP ain't dry either. Yeah, that WAP is wet. But see, the problem with it is, is all the guys that are contacting you the most, you don't fucking like them. Your phone's dry because the dudes you want don't want you. In fact, they don't even know you exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth of the matter mm-hmm. so in regards to men men will buy the fastest nicest car and post it they'll have a wad of cash and they're trying to get the attention of women that's all it is yeah that's all it is it's so crazy to me that there could be like obviously everyone in the world is different right you know, we all we all carry ourselves completely different but you see guys like um you see even when you speak about rappers, right? Who, who is like the most swagged out rapper? Not swagged out as in like they dress nice to you, but just like chains and designer clothes. Who do mm. you think is like one of There's those? There's a lot of them, Quavo and fucking. Yeah, like a Quavo. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you got like a like a J. Cole or a Gambino that yeah. like look don't even look like they famous no. half the time. So it's just interesting that like, two you know those two different sides of the coin to where right. you know someone is putting so much effort into how they how they dress and how they look and yeah. then somebody could just walk out the house and it, exactly there's a correlation too between the type of partner you 
you attract and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I really believe that too. If you're a guy that got gold chains on and money and stuff, chances are you're going to get the attention of a woman with, you know, that big old booty and she's like some Instagram model. That mm-hmm. chances are very high that you attract that woman when you put out that image because yeah. she's putting out an image and you're putting out an image. Mm-hmm. But if you walk outside and you got a shirt on that's only worth $5 and some regular jeans and some vans and, you know, probably some dreadlocks or something. You're not getting the attention of that chick that's on Instagram because mm-hmm. she's not really impressed by that. You've got nothing that looks aesthetically it's a, not flashy. It's enough. not flashy at all. Mm-hmm. So a woman that's attracted to you more or less <clears throat> is going to be attracted to you. Yeah. Not the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing. You know, this is why it trips me out when a lot of dudes, when they get a bunch of these tattoos and shit and they start taking steroids. Cause I know a lot of dudes, especially around my age, they got a bunch of tattoos. They taking steroids. They work in the oil fields. They post all these photos to attract women. Like, yeah, I'm living that oil field life. And, and it's like, nigga, if you don't shut the fuck up, niggas be happy to. You just got laid off, man. Niggas be happy to work <laughs> 18 hour days with no lunch break. <laughs> Nobody. Let me tell you something about the oil fields. It's a job and I want to shit on it, but no one is really happy to be working like a slave in the fucking oil fields. Yeah. Don't let these no matter guys how fool much you. money you're making. Yeah. Don't let these guys fool you, man. That That's 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 a job. I know a lot of guys have left. I got a buddy that got out of he got into insurance. <clears throat> And he's doing a good job. Shout out yeah. to my boy Anthony, man. But yeah. he got he got the fuck out of the oil fields. Yeah, man, I was I'm that's proud one, of it. Like you said, that's one of those jobs. Even if those guys made like two million dollars a year, I still think that they they would they gonna front. They gonna act like it's all peaches and cream. Right. Like they gonna post on Instagram. Like they got their new car and all these yeah. different things. But they know good and well when that that three a.m. alarm clock they hate go it. on they yeah they dragging they themselves it. to work they yeah. hate it and what it is is these dudes what they realize too is is they realize that um they realize that um women like security or the idea of being secure so a dude that has money um is something that attracts a lot of women i'm not saying women are attracted to men's money so don't get me don't get me mis don't get me misconstrued here, misconstrued here um but you really don't want to attract those women, to be honest. On a psychological side, though, it's, it's or bio, like biological side, like, it's security. Right. You know, you know that that person has the ability to take care of you if you do get sick. A hundred percent. True. But to be honest, too, I think the best type of women are the ones that don't need you at all. Yeah. Like the, the women that have their own shit, they got their own house and their own bills and they take care of all their own shit. Mm-hmm. Those are the best women to have because that's how you know they genuinely want you. They don't need your resources. They just want you. That's what I always say. I always say like, I don't want a, a woman that wants, I mean, that needs me. I would rather much have right. a woman that wants me. Right. It's a lot more organic. They're not mm-hmm. doing everything to, you know, they, they're not looking at your whatever you have and mm-hmm. they don't care about your resources. Mm-hmm. They just want you. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, basically, when I mentioned uh, women being our motivators, it's the truth. And let's say, for example, all the things I mentioned before are the extremes. As far as like a guy like me and Keith, it more or less would be like, let's say we have a girlfriend and we're doing all right, but we could be doing way better. When you look at a woman's if you look in a woman's eyes and you really care about her and you also care about where you want to go in life, you want to do better for yourself, but also for your partner. Yeah, because I'm going to need you to trust in me. But I know that you're how can I how can I expect for a woman to trust in me when I'm not moving the needle in my own life? Yeah, I need to be the example. Right. So if if I see her slacking and I get on her, she's like she's not going to really she's not going to really give a fuck about what I'm saying because, because she could see me not doing enough work in my own life. 
Yeah, yeah. I think, I, and even me personally, I don't, women don't motivate me to like buy new clothes or 100%. whatever. But um, there, are, there are aspects in my life where there's a specific conversation that was had that motivated me to like elevate my my whole career. Right. And I hold on to that. It's kind of like those Michael Jordan things where, mm-hmm. um, you know, people slighted him and then ESPN mm-hmm. newspapers and all that stuff. And he's holding on to all, all these things. People was talking about his baseball career, all this type of stuff. Right. And then he went on to win more and more rings. Um, that's the type of like, like I just hold that specific conversation in the back of my mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. It could be somebody just like slightly like, uh, sliding you in a way, and they don't even know that they, they don't even know that, that they did that, yeah. right? And it's like okay, <clears throat> and it, you never forget it, and you just be like okay, you you don't. And the thing about it is, there's something inside of us. I think if you're, I guess you can say, intrinsic, intrinsic, intrinsically motivated to mm-hmm. do something, you, you get slighted in some way. You're just gonna keep working on it, working on it, working on it, working on it, yeah. and then you're gonna pull up one day, and then they're gonna be like, oh dang, I didn't know you had that. You be like, oh yeah, I've had it for a while now. Mm-hmm. And then, then they just got this look like, oh, shit, like this guy's not playing. Yeah. I'd rather be the guy that just pulls up one day and be like, yeah, that I own that apartment complex. I own that apartment complex. I own that over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know you own uh, investment properties. Yeah, I own that one across the lot, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that yeah. your Lamborghini? Oh, yeah, I've had it for about a year now. You didn't even show the world. Didn't even show the world. I don't need to show you. Mm-hmm. This is this is my life and my goals. I don't need to fucking remind you every five minutes of what I'm doing. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. When you get, I think I think the the coolest thing about it is is when people catch it. Like when people catch it finally and they see that you've done the work and you're getting things. They're like, oh my god, I didn't know you. It's yeah, man. Yeah. I wish I I can't say this. I'll tell. I have to tell Eddie off the podcast, but yeah. I know exactly. Like that's the, one of those things. And for me, it's it's one of those things where, like I said, I'm not I'm not going to buy a car to impress a girl, right? But I do know, like, like just utilizing the same thing that you know made me a semi successful athlete, semi successful athlete um, here locally was you know the same type of. Um, Mm-hmm. mindset that I carry on into business mm-hmm. or, you know, into the real world. So yeah, yeah it's one of those things where, you know, yeah. and, and I, I hear everything from an athletic standpoint, I think I would be a lot more comfortable or a lot more confident being a guy that, um, you didn't see me, but at four in the morning, I shot 3000 shots and then the game started up. And now I'm thinking like, I'm about to bust your ass homie. I'm mm-hmm. about to hit shots all over this court. While you was at that regular little practice, I went to three different practices in one day. So, and, and it's a certain confidence you carry. Yeah, exactly. You know? when, whenever I or you know me and Eddie, Eddie have a conversation about business or what we want to do in 2021 or what we're already doing that's going to be presented to the world in 2021, it's such a confidence there that it's just like it's, it's only a matter of time at that point. And we, we're not even speaking about it like you know, day, like maybe if this happens or if this happens, you know, I'll be so happy. It's like when this drops, this is going to be crazy. Or when this yeah. drops, this is going to be crazy. Yeah. And that's that same confidence you have. Like, you know, that for uh, that 3000 shots for us would just be hours and hours of research, Dude, we YouTube got, videos and stuff. This podcast has well over 14,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, like, man, we've went over 10,000 hours, 10 fucking, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beat this over the head. Um, Switching gears. Um, Taraji P. Henson recently mentioned 
Um, she uh, had suicidal thoughts during the quarantine. Let me pull up the article here to shed some more light on this. A pretty unfortunate story, but here it is. Um, <clears throat> all right, here it is. Um, Taraji P. Henson revealed something shocking. She seriously flirted with the idea of suicide for two days during the pandemic. She was thinking about opening her home safe, grabbing her gun that was inside and ending it all. Taraji was on her peace of mind show on Facebook watch when she opened up about two nights of dark thoughts. She said she was in a bad place and started thinking about suicide for two nights in a row. She said she was thinking about getting a gun she had in her safe, but never actually opened it. She tried to talk herself out of thinking about her son, think, talk herself up, took herself out of it by thinking about her son, but she figured he was an adult and would get over it. Tarazi says she woke up after the second night and called her friend blurting out she was thinking of killing herself. The hidden figure star says she felt it was important to tell her friend because if if it remained secret, it would become a plan. Uh, Taraji P uh, was speaking to Dr. LaShonda Green and her co-host Tracy J. All right. Here's what I think. First off, shout out to Taraji P. Henson. All right. I think this is important that people had these conversations about suicide or real life situations. I'm sick and tired of a lot of celebrities that have this very diluted and watered down conversation about mental health. Like, you know, I've had my moments, but, you know, I talked to someone and I feel better. It's like, shut the fuck up. We need to hear real shit. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a there's a probably a man like, look, my wife and kids left me. I've been wanting to kill myself for the last seven months. Look, I try to kill myself two times. Like we need real conversations that move the needle forward. Right. It's somebody going through something real. But most people care too much about their their perception to really say it. Right now, I, I, I know of people who have committed suicide. Right. And you think like, yo, what happened? They couldn't talk to nobody, with, you know. But I think that these are the conversations that can save people's lives, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not saying me and Keith have that impact. But when we get on this podcast and we have conversations about uh, things that happen personally in our lives and we're transparent about it, there's somebody listening to the podcast like, yeah, man, I've been through that too. you know, And they've been too embarrassed to talk about it because they're afraid of how people will view them. But the problem is the people... Not, not to cut you off, but even the, the, uh, the ability to be transparent. Right. That that radiates. Yeah. So someone that is dealing with something, they may not be dealing with whatever um, thing that we're going through directly. But mm-hmm. if they are dealing with something and then just having the ability to say, like, yo, these two people talk about themselves on a podcast mm-hmm. and a lot of unfavorable 100%. ways. I can also talk to somebody, my friend, you whoever, go. you know, so there you go. Well, I think you need a network, man. You need a, you, <clears throat> like, especially as men like. Mental health is not a it's not a very popular conversation to have amongst men. Most men think that holding shit in makes you a man. No, it doesn't. It makes you a pussy. And the reason why you a chump pussies hold stuff in that. Yeah. And they put they sometimes they queef. But look, what I'm saying is (laughs) (laughs) it's supposed to be a serious conversation, Keith. Where's my man? I need an iced tea to hit Keith with. (laughs) I keep that thing on me. <laughs> Why did you respond by saying what? Sometimes they quit. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right. Um look man, I lost my my space there. <laughs> Keith being a jerk. But look man, I think that these conversations are important because 
like there's a rippling effect and there's it radiates when you're when you're transparent about what you've been through whether yeah. it, it, it could be relationship stuff like oh i had my feelings hurt this happened to me i felt insecure i was hurting you know i was this and that i was crying over it. i was depressed when you say things like that and somebody can relate to that that could save someone's life because somebody might want to take their own life mm-hmm. because they got their feelings like you have no idea what people are going through yeah that's why i think you would be shortchanging yourself and other people if you got on your platform and all you did was consider how you would look instead of actually being transparent and telling people how how your life really is yeah yeah uh, me and eddie was having this conversation early and i was telling him i was like um Speaking about like different musicians or different rappers, right? And I was saying like Lil Wayne, he he would definitely go down as one of the greatest rappers ever. Um, but there are artists that have more of a cultural impact than Lil Wayne because of their story. So a guy like you know, you hear people say all the time like, "Yo, Kid Cudi, you know, listening to this song got me through my depression, or listening right. to his album got me through life, or J Cole, like I appreciate it, man, you got me through college, or I go. was battling cancer and I heard this song every single day, or I was battling suicide, or I was feeling insecure and I was listening to Love Yours so many times and it just brought me out of this right. this, uh, this funk, and um, that's what being transparent and that's what being real and that's what being honest will get you. Yeah. When you just speaking and it's a lot of niggas that just be talking. And nothing. Just don't be saying nothing. Or, you know, their whole life is a cliche. Yeah. Every every single thing that comes out of their mouth is a cliche. And not in a cliche in a sense that it sets up a, a real story. A cliche mm-hmm. in a sense of like they gonna say the cliche and then they just gonna, you know, beat around the bush for five minutes and then they gonna move on to another cliche. There you go. <clears throat> Yeah, but man. yeah, so the, just the the uh, the um, I think it's powerful for a, a a person like Taraji P Henson to 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 do this because she's also talked about this type of thing before. Mm-hmm. She talked about um, you know on the Breakfast Club you yeah. know a number of times you know her battles with you know depression and you know different uh, mental health issues and like you said, knowing that there are people out there on platforms that speak about these same type of things, but they don't have the honesty yeah. or the brutal honesty that Taraji P does. Um, she's going to win in the end and people yes. are going to love her. People are going to listen to her much more because they already know when, when it comes to her is it's real. hundred percent. I just think that overall, regardless of what topics you're speaking about, we need to create a culture of people who are transparent and not worried about how they look in the process. Mm -hmm. It's not always about looking good. It's about having an impact on someone. Like, for example, like we talked about like the whole, you know, relationship guru people that talk about how to, you know, make each other happy and this and that. But no one talks about like, yo, I called my wife a bitch this morning and she almost left me. You know, you know, look, I cheated on my wife three times and, you know, she, she, we've been breaking up back and forth. But, you know, it's I've been doing it's like all these real life scenarios are not being covered mm-hmm. and it's not enough real people with the platforms. And you know what? I'm just going to name drop. I'm just going to be honest. And it's and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I think a person like Jada Pinkett should not have a platform from a red table talk where you couldn't even be honest about getting young dick. 
<laughs> Why the fuck do you have a platform and you called it? It was an entanglement. No, it was an in your pussy. That's what the fuck it was. It wasn't in your. That's what the fuck it was. But you're so fake that you can't have a real conversation about your own shit. But you have the nerve to talk about. I think it was uh, Lori Lachlan or whoever it was that said that that scandal, that college scandal. Mm-hmm. You're talking about that scandal, but you literally was sitting there across from your husband and you couldn't even have a real show. Why do you have a show? We need to get real people on these platforms, man. I'm sure Jada might be a great person, but she tried her best to not make herself look bad. Jada Pinkett would have been better off if she said, you know what? I was at a bad part of my marriage. I did not. I wasn't happy. I was attracted to this young man and I had sex with him and I had a good time. If she did that, it ain't shit you could say about Jada Pinkett. Yeah. But the fact that she said it was an entanglement, I was trying to help him. How are you trying to help him by sucking his dick? How the fuck are you helping this kid? Yeah, any girl would more than be happy to suck his dick. <laughs> right. So what do you, yeah. So what do you really need from you? Yeah, you don't need hair from you. Yeah. You wanted that you wanted to give him hair. Yeah. Not to mention he was your son like your like your son's friend. So to make it worse, you fucked one of your kids' friends. Mm-hmm. How about you explain that shit? Yeah. How about you fucking explain why this whole situation took place? It's just it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent. I'm just saying that we need more conversations that real people are going through in order to save some fucking lives, man. Mm-hmm. We got to save some lives. Um, what's another one? Oh, for example, um, we uh, whether it be about health, right? We have these politically correct platforms where people say, yeah, if you're overweight, you know, it doesn't matter, right? If you love yourself and you're 400 pounds, you can love yourself. No, the real conversation needs to be, look here, you're not a bad person because you're 400 pounds, but you are more likely to fucking die mm-hmm. if you're 400 pounds. Yeah. We need to stop appropriating things that are bad, but no one wants to have these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it real, man. I th- the, thing, the thing is, if, if you're not going to keep it real with your podcast, you probably don't keep it real with yourself. A hundred percent. So I think first people need to keep it real with the person in the mirror. And yeah. then they will be able to be transparent on these platforms. Bro, it's a superpower, bro. It, it is a superpower that most don't have when you are able to get <clears throat> on your podcast platform and you can speak in a way that's so free because whatever it is, you can't use it against me mm-hmm. because I'm walking in my truth. I'm literally walking in my truth. Has it always been this way? Fuck no. There's been times that I was trying to impress people. You know, there's been times where I was, uh, you know, buying certain shirts and certain clothes and certain pants, you know, so I didn't look poor while being fucking poor. I remember uh, there was this girl that I wanted to basically I wanted to smash and she was willing to hang out with me. But because. I was insecure about my car uh-huh. I, and she didn't have a ride. I didn't go pick her up. Wow. See, these are things that real people go through. Yeah. These are real life situations that we've been through. And there's, I mean, I heard one before and this girl said it and I was like, fuck, it kind of took me by surprise. She said that like, you know, she gets a lot of attention, but it's never from the guys she likes and it's always ugly dudes. Mm. Right. And she said, it's always these unattractive men that I'm not attracted to. And it's affecting my uh, confidence. Damn. And I was like, fuck, that is the most transparent shit that I've ever heard. Uh, it's kind of fucked up because she's shitting on ugly guys. But it's also <laughs> it's also uh, it's very trans. A lot of women probably go through that. 
Yeah. They probably get a bunch of attention, but it's from dudes that's it like. It ain't like the the elite ones. It ain't from none of the elite guys. It's from mm-hmm. all the fucking. How did, do you know her? Uh, I don't know her like that. Uh-huh. I had her on Facebook. It was, uh-huh. it was probably about a couple months ago she posted that. Does she have a uh, like a, a real gripe? Does she does she look she good? Just, uh, she looked very middle middle of the pack. Mm. Honestly, I yeah. will say she. And here's the thing: I'm not trying to put a number on people, but numbers exist, right? Mm-hmm. She's very very middle of the pack. Not super beautiful, but not 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 unattractive at all. Attractive, but she said this is nothing but these ugly dudes that be in my inbox, or nothing but these funny looking guys that, and it's just it's affecting my confidence. I don't think that attractive men like me. That's what she said. Damn. So yeah. it's like, God damn. Yeah. You can't be mad at what she said because it's a real thought. Mm-hmm. You could tell. But she was talking about herself. Talk she about wasn't herself. saying, like, man, I'm tired of ugly niggas hollering at me. She right. was saying, like, the the way that. She gave know, con- she gave yeah. context. Mm-hmm. You know, she gave real context to it. So it's like, that was a real thought. I'm not going to be like, yo, why, why do you, you know, why are you talking about blah, blah, blah? It's like, no, nah, I respect that. That's a, that was a genuine real thought. Mm hmm. Shit crazy, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm not gonna beat this over the head. All right, switching gears. I'm about to wrap it up. Um, David Goggins. Um, do you wanna pl- I don't know if you could plug that in on this one, because that's from Instagram. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they could hear it. Uh, but I'll just say this because it might sound pretty fucked up. Um basically David Goggins made a video talking about how he was back in the day he was and I don't think people know who David Goggins is not everybody David Goggins is a guy that was in the military and he has a huge story behind him basically he was over 300 pounds and in order for him to get in the military he lost a lot of weight he became this motivational guy that runs all kinds of 150 mile runs and he's just this super duper um, a machine this dude is a machine like he's found a way to conquer his mind that is just unrealistic but if you get a chance look him up on instagram his name is david goggins and he wrote he has a book too um and he's been on joe rogan like two times but anyways david goggins talked about there was shit in my past that i'm not that i wasn't a wasn't a uh, proud of and things that people could use against me i had you know marriages that were fucked up. I lied to people, all kind of shit. He said, but now I'm in a place where I could go back to my hometown and I could write all this shit on all the shit I did wrong. I could write it on the board and I could own it because I'm in a space to do that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, basically, you on know, a billboard. Yeah. I could write that shit on a billboard. And mm-hmm. he's like, it doesn't matter because I, I own it and I'm free. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was powerful because I don't think a lot of people can do that. This is an interesting topic running into what we previously just talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I, but I'm, it's, it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of people, especially here locally, um, we know people, they have a, a Instagram personality and then they have a real world personality. There you go. And a lot of times those things be completely contradictory oh, to yeah. one another. I know people re- out here really live in double lives. Oh yeah. For me, I try to be, obviously I'm not going to be, in talking to people casually talking about pussy juice and yeah whatever. 100% like this is just it's like partially entertainment on the podcast 100% but yeah. as far as a person and a human being like the same story I'm going to tell you on the podcast mm-hmm. is the same story I'm going to tell you when I see you in person so yeah yeah 100% and the thing too is people haven't reached this place in their life mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a place in my life I can look someone in the eyes tell them the truth and they will respect me because they get a sense that I'm not a fucking liar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that means the most to me because I've worked for that. I haven't always been that person. 
I've been a guy to make things look better than what they were because I was not happy with my situation. But now, even if I'm not exactly happy with a situation, I know I'm doing the work to better that situation. So while I'm in it, I'm not going to be ashamed. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're not always going to, going to be in the best spot in our lives, but I think it's important to fucking own it. Own it, please. Because yeah. if you don't own it, that means you're covering it up. Like if you if you in a in a picture and you're a little bit overweight, but you're trying to hide your fat in the picture, or you're taking a certain angle because you don't want to show your double chin. <laughs> you know, this is what people do. Mm-hmm. If you got bad skin, so you you putting a filter on your photos. Own that shit. Own it. Own it. And then work on yourself. If your skin is fucked up, then find the right creams and do something to fix it. Go to a dermatologist. Go to a change dermat- your diet. Can't change it. It's all yeah. kind of shit you could do to work. It's all kind of things you can do. You just got to do the work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but in the meantime, whatever you've done, if you're not proud of it, it's okay. I'm here to let you know it's all right, right? Unless it's like murder or some shit like that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to own it. They'd be like, "Oh, you were doing this and you did that." He'd be like, "Yeah, I did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did it. I'm not proud of it, but it happened. Mm-hmm. I've grown. What else do you want to throw at me? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're oh, you're perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Who died and made you fucking perfect?" Yeah. Something to think about. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, I guess, it's okay to have like these, uh, I'm going to even call them skeletons in the closet, but Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, skeletons in the closet, because that's just, that's just human nature. We, we've been in experiences. People have affected us in certain ways in which, you know, sometimes we can't control. We've done things that are, you know, not necessarily something you just want to throw out there into the world. There you go. But at the same time, like we got to be, we just got to, we got to be honest. And if yeah. you're a person that is um, a public figure, right? you don't have to tell everything. Like, you don't have to tell everyone your entire life. But in some aspect of your life, you got to be real with yourself yes. or else you faking a funk. Like, yeah. and, and this doesn't have to be literally you saying, I did this or I did that. Mm-hmm. But when you, if you're a rapper and you drop an album, let me hear about your Yo, um, experience with growing up without a without a uh, dad in your life. Let 100%. me hear about you know your failed relationship. Let me hear about you cheating on your wife or whatever. And 100%. if you're an actor, you know, pick these certain roles that are you know really touching your life. Like as far as like Will Smith, we never really um, understood the dynamics of the the relationship he had with his dad. But when you watch that episode. Um, you know, when his dad comes and his dad leaves yeah. before he, he gets there or whatever, like you, you really learn something about Will Smith. Like, right. yo, that's whatever he's feeling right there is real. So I say that to say that there's a lot of people that don't even give us that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We mm-hmm. need, we need like, it's like we all have had not our finest moments and things mm-hmm. that we've done or said that we just like, yo, but at the same time, you can't hang your head on it because you recognize it was something or behavior or a thing that needed to change and you worked on it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember it was some, I think it was some chick she had posted something. It was a while ago talking about like, oh, if you ever sent, if you ever, if dudes, if you ever send a, a dick pic, you're just a creep and a loser. I'm thinking like, um, I've done that before, you know? Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure it, she sent a new before. Yeah, it also. wasn't my finest moment, but mm-hmm. I've definitely sent a dick pic or two before. I have. And a couple then, unsolicited ones. No, nah, I don't know about unsolicited. It was, it was, I'm uh, talking about myself. Oh, that, <laughs> 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 but here's the thing. I've just received news. I've woke up the titties on my phone. And I was like, whoa. So at the end of mm-hmm. the day, I'm sure that they weren't proud of that either. Mm-hmm. But as you grow as an adult, you understand that like, this is something that just needs to not happen. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, this is uh, this, it, but at the same time, you can talk about it in a way that, and you can own it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you can't. Here's the thing: it, you can't judge me for something that you that that you've done comparable to, mm-hmm. right? And if you do, fine, right? Apparently, God made you perfect, and you can judge people for that. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're in a space where you can fucking just point the finger and wag your finger at me and say, hey, you, Mr. Dick Pick from the past. Yeah. You're a bad person. Right. Mm-hmm. OK, fine. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not demonizing any woman that sent me a nude before. Yeah. I know. It just it was it just was what it was. Yeah. Thank you. that's crazy man you know what's crazy too is is like um some people are you got to be real though some motherfuckers that sending those dick pics are creeps yeah they definitely are for sure like if you don't know a chick and you're just like hey how you doing dick yeah that's (laughs) fucking weird like hey what's up it'd be like three the thread be like two or three text messages long and then it's a dick at the after the fourth how's your day Good dick. <laughs> wow, it's a beautiful day outside, isn't it? Yeah, it's just really hot. Dick. <laughs> dick. God dang, that's wild. <laughs> Did you see that Dodger game? Yeah, it was a great game. It went all nine innings. Dick. <laughs> that's fucking weird, uh, man. You got no rapport. I think I think in 2021, um, women have to start utilizing a block button. Oh, yeah. You, or block option, sorry. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You, you got to get rid of these. First of all, here's a problem, too. Um, I don't want to go on a tangent, but you got to not only block, but just stop adding everybody. Yeah. What I would encourage women to do is stop just adding anybody on your social media and also um, stop giving out your number. Don't feel obligated to give some dude your fucking number. Uh, also, um, we just this is a women's advice segment. Um <laughs> <laughs> If you don't plan on being some sort of musician or popular or Mm -hmm. whatever, public figure, whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. make your profile private. Right. Because it's a lot of weird, especially if you're a person that just wants to have Instagram to share photos with your family and friends like that. Like, make your profile private because it's a lot of niggas that just, they will literally follow any attractive girl on Instagram. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's the distraction. I don't do that. I don't follow any of those pages. Guess why I don't follow any of those pages like with the big booty uh, fucking fitness models and, you know, whoever or just those those Instagram. I don't follow any of them because I followed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That shit is pollution. Yeah, it's pollution. I don't follow anybody but con- but content creators. Yeah, I don't follow. No, I don't follow those thick big booty models. None of them. Yeah, it, I only follow comedians, podcasters and you know, other, uh, like, you know, certain athletes, but that's it. Yeah. That shit is, dude, I'm telling you right now, if you're a guy listening to this and you follow a bunch of hot chicks, unfollow all of them. Yeah. Especially cause you, you got to think about your day, right? For right. me, I try not to, I try not to wake up. And the first thing I do is scroll through Instagram. Cause you know, it's, it's not conducive for your day. No, it doesn't, it doesn't help your day at all. No. So you, if you imagine if those are the type of profiles you're following, and the first thing you do when you wake up, which is most people, we grab our phones, right? Yeah. Um, and you scrolling through that, that's just terrible energy to go into the day yes. with. Especially if you're in um, you know, in some type of relationship. Because what always happens, and I hear it from, you know, people that I, you know, my friends and stuff, yeah. what always happens, you're always gonna see a girl that's more attractive than your oh, girl. Oh, a million Instagram. percent. 
Yeah. So it's just one of those things. And you don't even want that negativity to enter your mind. Like, man, that girl look good. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something, right? There's already enough attractive women just out in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be seeing them all Mm -hmm. over my phone. Like, and it's going to sound like, what's the big deal? You just following girls. I don't see the big deal. I'm going to tell you the big deal, right? It's a big deal because if you enter a relationship, right? And you got a bunch of big booty models and stuff like that. And you just clicking like on it and you following them and you liking it. Would you like it if your girlfriend was following some buff dude with a big old dick print in his sweats and she's liking those fucking photos? You wouldn't like that very much, You'd would you? You'd be pissed off. You'd be pissed the fuck off, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? So that's the point. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying it. Oh, it's it, she insecure because she. No, it's not on her. This is going both ways, man. Mm-hmm. It, I think you need to eliminate this shit before you even try to get in a healthy. How are you going to be in a healthy relationship when you're addicted to all of this fucking porn and goddamn uh fitness models and mm-hmm. it's just too much mm-hmm. it's, it's pollution man you you got to find something that you're dedicated to like you know whether it's podcasting or you know if you're a cinematographer or whatever it is and that should be your driving force not all these goddamn sex all over the fucking internet mm-hmm. it's too much yeah yeah um yeah we got off uh, off course with this but I- i'll say this I feel like I'm in a place to if I wanted to write down all the things that I'm not proud of, I could write them down and it's okay for you to judge me for it. Say, oh, well, Eddie, uh, well, you did that. Wow. That's that's embarrassing. Or oh, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine that you feel that way. But I hope that what I'm transparent about reminds you of yourself and what you need to fucking work on. Mm-hmm. That's the objective. With, that's one of the objectives with this podcast, too. Yeah. That's real. Um, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> uh, my boy Adam has shared on Twitter like a little screen recording of, uh, of the conversation we had about losing our virginity. Oh, yeah. And it was, it, I had, we talked about it, of course, on the podcast, but I yeah. had completely forgot we had that conversation. Yeah. And I was just rolling, listening to it. But that's what people appreciate, man. They appreciate the transparency right. of like us telling them like how we, Stories about how we lost our virginity. Right. And, you know, it's just stupid. The conversation we had about the whole phase was really popular. Yeah. And it was some girls inboxed me and say, you know what? I had a whole phase. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, one girl said, you look, you know, I had sex with, she said she had sex with more dudes than she probably should have, but she said she had fun. And I think that having these conversations is important yeah. because it's like you're not alone, you mm-hmm. know? And honestly, if we're just being real, because we're going to wrap it up, some of the best women went through whole phases. And it's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'd rather have a woman that went through a whole phase than one that didn't and is still curious. Still curious out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah because, <clears throat> I, dude, there are some women that I know that were hoeing it up for a while and now they're married and now they're moms and they're good, mo- they're good mothers and they're good wives. And it's like, yo, I remember when you was out there at Club Bricks. <laughs> getting smacked yeah (laughs) and now you know you're a good woman and that's cool yeah it it actually doesn't say much about them um it's really just up to the man to be secure enough and to you know that's himself and his relationship to know that that was just her past and you know that's a good point honestly when it comes down to it i have an idea when i'm talking to a woman just in regular conversation if i like her if she had a whole past or not Mm -hmm. i could just tell like women will be like, oh, you know, I, I, I would never. Whenever you hear a chick say, "I would never," or "I, I, I could never," then I'm already knowing you had a whole, you had a whole face. Yeah, you just trying to make it sound good for me. Yeah, women, <laughs> women. It's difficult for women to say, "I've had a whole face." Oh yeah, they're not gonna admit it, even though 
they'll be like, ah, I never really had a whole phase, but there was this one time where I slept with this one guy. And then the next day, like this other dude hit me up and then I slept with him, but like never really a whole phase. You'd be like, you just you literally did. told me yeah. the definition of a whole face. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, hey, yo, that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you was real close. You had two dicks in 24 hours. <laughs> that is the definite of, definition of a whole face. There are women, dude, there are women that listen to this podcast. They probably fucked like two dudes in 48 hours. God and, dang. Yeah. Or, or, you know, two different dudes within the same week, yeah. you know? And at the end of the day, I don't think it's nothing to be ashamed of if it was your past. But if you're in your 30s and you still doing that, like, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. Them college days is where the real whole phase come out. That's the super whole phase. Yeah, the college, the college whole phases be they hit, they hit different. They hit different because <laughs> you ain't especially when when girls move from they 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 city and they go to like a different state. Yeah, they ain't they're not they ain't worried about being judged. In re, in reality, you don't even have to go if you going. It depends on the size of the college, I would say. Yeah. Because if you going if you're in Bakersfield and you going to CSUB, it's just the same niggas you don't seen your whole life. <laughs> but if you like. Live in LA and then you go to like SC or something oh, like God. that. Yeah, then it's like yeah. or UCLA or whatever school. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's gonna be a whole different you know world of people out there. It's gonna there. be a whole different world. A whole different world of people. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Some people. Some people, man. But yeah, we're, we don't want to go through go down a tangent. We mm-hmm. probably covered this before quite mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. What's uh mm-hmm. some of your? You don't have to say specifically, oh. but mm-hmm. what's some of your goals for this? Because this is gonna be the last podcast. Oh of yeah, year. we got to talk about goals. Uh, some of my goals. Um, mm-hmm. oh man, I really don't want to come out and say what I really want to work on. But what that's I what I'm saying. Don't you don't have to just speak generally about? Generally speaking, to. there's mm-hmm. definitely something I'm trying to get off the ground going into 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has been in progress for most of this year. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of I struck out a lot of times. I'm still trying to figure it out now. But my objective is to get that off the ground and have a respectable product to get out to the people. That's that's my objective in, in one phase. Another one is to grow this podcast and we have a way we're going to do it. I will not mention it. I will leave that up to your uh, assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a way that we're really trying to grow our podcast to get it out to as many people as possible. Um that's another thing I want to do in 2021. Um, and I also want to get into I want to get into a financial space that's so good that I could just not work at all. And it may not happen over this next year, but I want that to become more of a reality in 21. Facts. Yeah, for me, I um, <clears throat> I was having this conversation and every year I would put like these financial goals on on my uh, on my uh what do you call it? Like New Year's resolutions or whatever. Um, but it was only recently that I realized like all of that is nonsense. Like only during this holiday season. Like when I seen my um when I seen my niece, my niece is like, she's just like, I love her to death. But she just got so much energy when she opened up presents. Like yeah. it's like this youthfulness that, you know, I just appreciate so much because she's just so young and uh, you know, she just gets excited about cl- new clothes on Christmas. But um, so that brought me so much more joy than actually accomplishing certain financial goals in, that I had uh, this year. So I say that to say, like, I did have some financial goals on my list, but I don't even actually care about that anymore. Um, but what I want to do is do things like um, first and foremost, I have a uh, 
an e-commerce business or I do online sales and I want to to grow that um, and not necessarily financially, but just so I can affect change or I, I can do more of the stuff that I want to do and, and not have to take these little odd jobs here and there, whether that's little photo shoots or, you know, a little right. video, little little videos or something like that. So that's uh, one thing. Um, definitely want to hire someone. I think this coming in 2021, I'll, I'll be able to hire at least an intern or something like that. I definitely want to get one of those. That's a goal that me and Keith both want is an intern. Yeah. And it is definitely going to happen. Oh yeah. Um, and then I have two other businesses that I want to start prior to the end of the year. Cause I don't, I'm the type of person I don't want to, I'm not waiting till January right. 1st to do anything. Like I want to start it. Hope Monday is, you know, all the hot, not all the holidays, but Christmas is over. And uh, Monday is the first day to where, you know, you can actually go into different offices and spaces and people are working like nothing ever happened. So Monday, I want to start um, or get two business licenses. And one of them is for an app. And then the other one is for a blog. And I want to and I'll explain more about that, you know, in later podcasts. But that's those three things are going to take up the majority of my focus coming into 2021. 100%. So. And I just, you know, I think when you've been working on something for a while, you can be confident in it and bring it up on a podcast. But I just see so many people talk about things that are half-baked or aren't even finished. And it's just like, dude, like, like nobody is anticipating anything you're doing. Just come out with the fucking shit and be done. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why I don't even feel comfortable mentioning it. But when I, when it's done, it will be dropped. It will be of great quality and the people I'm hoping that they like it. Yeah. So that's where I am. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you for tuning in. We will see you next year. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Fings. Get out of here. Peace.